Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Today, we're going to be talking with Felicia Clark of Blue Zone Realty. Uh, they're based down in Dominical, Uvita, and Ojachal. Uh, for you guys that don't know where that is, it's in the southern Pacific area of Costa Rica. It's a very lush area with secondary and primary rainforest, stunning views of the beaches, great surfing, just great beach towns and great food. It's an area that's seen huge growth over the last 10 to 20 years uh, and is quite a hotspot um, with great infrastructure, schooling, roads, uh, electricity, internet, everything that you could need. So, uh, and remember, if you have any questions for Felicia or would like to see future guests on the show, uh, feel free to email me, uh, contact me, or put some comments uh, basically in any of the places where we post this. Let's get started. Hey, Felicia, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Richard? Very, very good. It's great to see you again. Nice to see you too. Awesome. Well, Felicia, let's get straight into it because I'm sure that quite a few people are interested to hear about the uh, Southern Pacific Zone. Um, yes. I mean, I'm, you know, it's been crazy. I mean, I was down there a couple of weeks with you guys, uh, kind of trotting around looking at, I mean, you guys have got some beautiful plots of land, some beautiful property down there. Um, you know, in the past couple of months, it's been very interesting, uh, I'm sure, which you're about to tell us. But I mean, what have you seen recently that's, that surprised you? Recently, it's really how the market has taken off. And uh, ever since our borders reopened in November, it has gone like wildfire. It's we've got we've got so much business in the real estate industry that the attorneys and the surveyors and the anybody who works with us, there's only a handful of them and they can't keep up because it's getting so busy. It's amazing. Wow. Well, I mean, that's great to hear because again, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a rough few months there, right? During, during the, uh, during the border shutdown, but I'm, I'm glad to see that things, things are picking up. I mean, what's selling at the moment? What, I mean, what, what's, I mean, what's selling at the moment? Are people just buying everything or is there more land, more houses? Uh, I mean, what's yes. happening? Yes, to everything. So wow. everything is selling. Homes are selling. Land is selling. We don't really have a lot of condos in this area. There's a few condo communities, um, but I mean, everything's selling from entry level homes to million dollar homes. So wow. it's really been been good and crazy. Well, I, I mean, I wanted to ask you because probably quite a few of the listeners here have no idea about Ojochal, Dominical, Uvita, uh, you know, which is a stretch of of, of beach. And, and as you mentioned, that you don't have tons of condos there. But I mean, how would you describe the area? What would you say the benefits of living in that area is? And what type of people typically look at living or moving there or investing there? Okay, so um, basically Ojochal, uh, Uvita and Dominical are kind of like all one big community, um, even though they're separated by about a 10 or 15 minute drive to each of them. Um, but we all, like I have friends, I, I have lived in Ojochal, I, I now live in Uvita, um, but I have friends in Dominical and we all get together for lots of different reasons and drive the distances. It's one big community. Um, you can't go to the grocery store once you for a while without seeing someone you know, which is nice. So even though it's a really spread out community, um, it is also tight knit. So, and everybody looks out for everybody. And it's a big mix of expats and locals, which is nice. Um, this area of Costa Rica is nice because uh, if you don't know Spanish real great, you can get by here quite quite well. Um, but what draws people here, I think, is the nature, the beauty, the it, it is a slower way of life here. Um, we don't have big shopping malls and movie theaters and fast food restaurants, which some people are like, how do you do that? And it's, it's not hard because we have the uh, really large city called San Isidro, only about an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half, depending on where you're at. So I think the draw for people is the nature, the beauty, the slowed pace of life, um, the community. I'm telling you, it's an amazing community. Um, and I think people 
pick this area just because they're looking to get away from the rat race that can be living in the United States or Canada, you know, where everybody's running, running, running. And yeah. here it's not, it's not like that. Just, just the lawyers, surveyors, et cetera, running, running, running. At the moment, right? <laughs> and, and the real estate agents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, they're keeping you busy, keeping you out of trouble, Felicia. It's good. Oh. I like, sorry. No I worries. Dogs. I got dogs as well. So. Okay. He's uh he's tripped a little. He got a, he got a toad. Like, I'm not lying. The toad last night was like the size of a dinner plate. Wow. And, uh, and so I think he's kind of tripping out a little today. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I mean, just talking about the area, I mean, I can see behind you, it looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's, I mean, I think people need to understand that the difference between the Southern zone to the more Northern zone would be that the Southern zone is more kind of rainforest you know i mean wildlife i mean it's it's kind of jungle hitting beaches which you don't get in the northern parts of costa rica as much right it's really very similar to if you go to osa like if you go down to the peninsula which is uh national geographic has described as one of the most biodiverse places on the planet um when you're in this area it's like osa with houses and with we don't have quite all the animals they have but um it's so lush and it's so green and there's so much rainforest and uh, everybody lives kind of spread out. So nobody's living on top of each other, like in Guanacaste or like in Manuel Antonio, both beautiful places. But this is more of a, just a slower pace and everybody just enjoys the nature and the peace and the, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, when I was up there uh, a couple of weeks back, I mean, seeing those beautiful lots of those stunning whales tails view. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's spectacular. I mean, whether you want to buy a house that's already, already been built uh, or yeah. whether you want to build one yourself. I mean, it's all very possible in that area. Yes, it is. And the whale's tail views are amazing. I have one right here I'm on my left. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you guys that don't know what the whale's tail view is, it's basically part of the, I suppose, part of the beach that kind of heads out and forms a whale's tail, right? And at high tide, you can't see it. And at low tide, it looks like a whale's tail. Yeah, it's a sandbar out in the ocean. Wow. So when you're up in the mountains looking down, it does look just like a whale's tail, which is kind of ironic because we have a lot of whales come through here. We have two different whale seasons. So uh, December through March is one of the seasons and the other season is July through December. So it's a big draw for people to come to this area and go do the whale watching tours. And you can also snorkel and kayak at the whale's tail uh, sandbar and I've done it. It's beautiful. I saw a ton of fish. It was, it's just a beautiful day. It's a beautiful beach. It's a national park. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm always impressed by it. Every time I go down there, I'm, it, it does, it blows me away. So, yeah. I mean, thinking about this, I mean, a lot of people contact me of like, Hey, Rich, I'm looking to invest in Costa Rica. I mean, and that's a very bold, that's a big statement because again, it's like, that's a invest in property land. You want to buy a house. You want to start a business. You know, you want to buy a bond and a tourism project. I mean, there's there a multiple <laughs> different, you know, facets to that, but right. I mean, you know, if you were to make an investment in Dominicalo Vitor Hachau, what, what would, what would it be for you? For me, it would be a home, an already built home. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, construction material costs are going up, right? So the price of construction is going up. Um, and when you buy land here, anywhere in Costa Rica, they passed a law about two years ago regarding legal water. And if you don't know what that means, Costa Rica owns all the, the rivers, streams, creeks, all the water. So Costa Rica decided they wanted people to pay for that water. So to get, they would have to get a concession on their property, 
which means they're paying, the government comes out, checks the stream or river, makes sure it has enough water. So everybody has enough water in the area. And then you have to go through, it could be up to a two-year process to get a concession on a stream, creek or something like that. Or you have to get a well and hope that the well has water. And it has to be a, a hand dug well, which is called an artesian well. So you can't come out with a big drill and get a well. So if you buy a lot here that does not have legal water today, there's no guarantee you're ever going to get legal water. I mean, it might be, it, it could be a good probability, but without legal water, you can't get a building permit. That's what it all boils down to. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, in you know, it's, it's, I'm helping a developer at the moment who's buying actually four lots in Playa Grande. And I was just like, dude, you need to make sure you got the water letter. Like there's water yes. on the property, but get the water letter. You know? And if it doesn't, don't buy it right now. That's yeah. my opinion. And some real estate agents might tell you different, like, oh yeah, you can get it. It's not going to be a big deal, but why would you risk that? Like I would never tell a client something like that because there I, is no guarantee. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I, you know, it's, I think electricity is easy because they, yes. they, they will put it in. I'm actually getting electricity yeah. from a piece of land I have in San Gerardo de Ota. Very easy. Okay. It cost me two thousand yes. dollars. They're putting it in, and you know it's great. But again, yeah. the, you've got to have water, and thank God, you know I've got water with a water letter on the property. But I would not touch anything if it doesn't have a registered concession uh, well, like a well, or doesn't have municipal water. You know, right? So, so Agreed. Yeah. I think that's great advice, uh, Felicia. I, I, I really do. Um, let's go back five years because you've been here in Costa Rica for quite some time. If you were to yes. tell, if you were to tell yourself to invest in, if we were to take a time machine, go back five years ago. Uh, and you had to invest in something, what would it have been and why? And what would you have stayed clear of? Um, back then, let me start over. If I was going to invest in something, I would have invested in a home um, because, I mean, the prices are only increasing on homes. Some people like land um, and would want to do construction. I personally wouldn't want to go through the hassle of building something. I know you're going through it and you know all the ins and outs and how, how, how much can be involved. Yep. And uh, I'm a working person, so I don't have a lot of time to spend on something, a project like that so big. So for me personally, I would have bought a home. Um, and what would I not have bought? A restaurant. So much work. Oh my gosh. And I don't know if you get a lot of, people do it very successfully here and have great restaurants. And that's one thing this area is really known for, but it's a lot of work. And then you have all your employees and then you have, you know, you have to, it's, it's just so much work. If that's my personal thing is I wouldn't buy a restaurant. I have lots of friends who own them. So don't be mad at me for saying that, but they might even be going, yeah, she's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I completely agree. In the hotel that we had in Coco, we had a restaurant. There's a lot yeah. of moving parts, dealing with food inventory. You have to be open all the time. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's really, really, I've been, in, I've worked in restaurants myself, so I know how much work it is, but I've never run one and I never would want to. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I mean, maybe you've, you, you've answered this, but I mean, what advice, I mean, if someone's looking to come down here and potentially invest in Costa Rica and expect, let's say real estate in Costa Rica, what advice would you give them, Felicia? Um, I would tell them to make sure they have a reputable real estate agent um, and also find a, a reputable attorney. Yep. a reputable attorney to help them with um, the purchase because that makes all the difference in the world. If you find the right people to help you with that, you almost don't have to do much. Um, real estate here is a little different in the States. We, we go above and beyond for our clients. Um, like I find my clients arborists if they want to know what kind of trees are on their property. Or I had a client who was selling her car with her house and she's out of the country. So I had to get her car to the mechanic and do this, get it to Retave to get it 
get the wow. proper tags for it. Um, real estate agents, if you find the right one, will go above and beyond and do whatever they can to help you. And um, make sure that your agent isn't only showing you listings from their, their company, because then they're not really looking out for your best interest of what you want. Um, every agency has different listings and they should be willing to show you anything you want to see. And they should be offering you things that, you know, aren't only through their, their real estate agent office. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great point there. Uh, but how would you go about making sure that you have a reputable realtor, Felicia, and also making sure is that they are showing you a multitude of stuff and not just stuff that they have like an exclusive listing on? Um, the exclusive listing on, that's tough because we all share each other's uh, listings on our website. So you yep. don't know whose is whose. Okay. Really word, word of mouth and um, referrals, that's really the best. And I mean, people, you'll see people go on to like, we have uh, community groups, you know, Facebook has all sorts of groups like moving to Costa Rica um, and people will go on there and be like, I'm moving to Ojochal, who should I use? And, you know, you see the same names over and over, you go, oh, good. Or lots of people have friends or family here yeah. or who have lived here and gone back and they refer people as well. Like I just had a friend who had lived here and went back to the States and she referred someone to me just the other day um, because I was her agent when she sold her house. So um, it's really word of mouth is the best way you're going to find the best agent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, thinking about the real estate market at the moment, I mean, where do you think the gap is at the moment? I always like to ask people this because people always ask me sometimes, especially kind of developers. Uh, I've got a very large developer at the moment that's looking to do something somewhere. And he's just like, Rich, where do you think the gap is in the market? And I always like to ask people, um, you know, especially you being in the Southern area, you know, it's different than yeah. Northern or the Central Pacific or here in the city, but where do you believe it is? So in this area right now, I believe it's in the gap is in the six hundred to eight hundred thousand dollar house range. The price, it's six hundred to eight hundred thousand dollar price range. Um, the entry level homes are hot, and I mean we're running out of inventory practically on those. Um, and then you know from your eight point five to one point three million dollar that that range is really hot right now as well. Wow, wow. Well, I mean it, it sounds like you guys are you don't really have that much inventory left down there. Um, well, yeah, yeah, especially in entry level homes, like, you know, anybody who wants to come here and just buy a $200,000 house in the area, there's, they're there, but they're, they're going because people are starting to realize they can work remotely and that yep. they don't have to go to an office every day and they don't have to drive in traffic every day. And so they're like, let's go to Costa Rica and just get a little place and, you know, yeah. we can work from there and have the same job and make the same money. So it's, I think that's the biggest factor of why our market's exploding so big. Well, I mean, if someone's looking between two to 300,000 in, in the area where you work, I mean, what are they getting for that? You're getting an older home. You're probably getting like a 15 or 20 year old home. Um, you probably will not have a swimming pool. You probably won't have a big piece of land. Um, but they're, I mean, if you're, if you're a simple person who doesn't need that much, then that's worth it. I have a listing right now that is 144. A uh, thousand, and it's uh, it's a two bedroom, two bath ho house, but it's super small, and it has a pool, and it's on uh, 0.3 acres. So I mean, and it's it's a, it's an older home. It's 15 or 20 years old. It sits right in the village of Ohochal, great neighborhood. So I mean, it's you find the right person, they're just yeah. gonna love that neighborhood and be like, this is perfect for me. But if you had to inherit, if you inherited five hundred thousand dollars, Felicia and you had to invest it in a business or real estate in Costa Rica, I think maybe you've answered this before, we know it's not a restaurant. What would you, what would you do with it? What would you do with it and why? Oh, well, it kind of depends. If you, uh, if you have to work, 
you might want to invest in something like a cabina rental business or a, a you know a hotel with three or four rooms yep. um, and, and have an income. And if, if you can work, if you are a resident, you have to be a resident to work here. Um, but uh, if it was just me and I had endless amounts of cash and didn't have to work, I would just buy a home. And, you know, there's a lot of retirees down here. I'm super jealous of that. Uh, you know, they get to just live in paradise every day and not have to get up to the grind. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they get bored. A lot of the retirees that I know do get bored very quickly though. So, uh, yeah. Well, in this area, like I said, the community is so involved with each other. I mean, they have, um, we have like, uh, in Uvita on Saturdays, uh, uh, expats and locals get together and have a, a weekly softball game on Sundays. They do a volleyball beach day. Um, you know, lots of the older women have tennis or they, uh, the retirees, they'll lots of the retirees will have groups where they make jewelry or they paint art together or they do. There's the community is so cool because there's so much you could do if you wanted to get out and do it. I, I think it's interesting what you say, because I don't hear that much about those communities in other areas. Um, so it's, I think it's a very unique area in, uh, in, in that aspect that it does have that, that community. And I mean, again, you've got to work at a community. It's not that it just pops up, you know, people have to kind of work. Right. So. Right. Felicia, my last question for you, which is kind of a bit of a weird question, but I'm going to ask it. If, is there something you think I should have asked you that I didn't? What, what, what's there to do for people who, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So we have, I could tell you about the area a little more and what people Please. can do here. Yep. So another draw to this area is that we have, we just are lined along. We have this beautiful coastline with all these beautiful beaches. We have eight beaches within like a 30 minute drive. Um, our beaches here are not overcrowded during high season. They can get a little busier during a holiday, but like you could go to the beach right now and there might not even be 10 people on it. Right. Um, that's, that's hard to find. And I think the reason this area is growing so much also is because when I first visited Costa Rica 12 years ago, we came down this way and it was a dirt road to get to this Dominical, Uvita and Ojochal. And they paved it uh, probably about, I probably visited 14 years ago and they paved it about 12 years ago. So this area had like no expats. It had hardly any tourism. You had to take this cross this horrifying bridge to get to the dirt road and then go down this bumpy potholy dirt road for like an hour, two hours, you know, and it's, it was just too scary for your average tourist or expat who doesn't want to feel that remote. And now that they've put the highway in, I mean, this is just exploding. So to me, like if you could buy something today, it is going to be worth more in a year, in two years. You know what I mean? Because now the highway's in, now it's easy access. Plus we have two airports close by. So we have an airport in Capos, which is about 30 minutes north of Uvita. So you can take a domestic flight from San Jose to Capos in 30 minutes instead of making the three-hour drive, although the three-hour drive is very pretty. Um, and then we have one south, which is closer to Ojochal in Palmar, and that's only about 30 minutes from Ojochal. So it's really easy access. I mean, it doesn't sound like it being three hours away, but those two airports make it super simple to get here and, and get back to San Jose for a low price. It's like, it used to be like $70. I haven't done it in about since COVID hit. <laughs> wow. No, I, I think, thanks very much for giving us kind of like that, that, that input on that. Because again, a lot of the people that are listening may have been to Costa Rica before, don't know that area or haven't been to Costa Rica. I mean, it's amazing the amount of people I speak to that haven't been to Costa Rica who are like, hey, I want to invest in Costa Rica. And again, that's a very broad, you know, statement to make. So or, Yes. And 
most people want to stay close to the airports, right? They go to Liberia to go to Guanacaste. They go to San Jose. They go to La Fortuna or Manuel Antonio. And nobody uh, really ventures this far south. That's changing big time. Um, we do get a lot more tourists, too. Um, not nearly as touristy as as the other places. But, um, yeah, it's it's just a more laid back. I think that's another reason it has such a laid back. Pura Vida, I know that's so stereotypical, but that's what it is. It, it is just a relaxing way of life here, whether you have to work or not. It's just wow. different. Well, Felicia, this has been, I'm sure, very educational for the listeners and also for myself. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to, to speak with us here on the podcast. And I'll put all your contact details in the description so that anybody that wants to contact you can contact you directly. Um, but again, thanks very much for your time and, and have a great weekend, Felicia. Thank you, Richard. You too. No worries. See you later. Okay. Bye.